0: We always say seat time is king, so sit on down and listen in to Motorsports Tech Talk with your hosts, Brian and Eric. Eric, how's it going?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, You know, just got back from Daytona, so race season has started, and uh, you know, yeah, just living the dream.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's a very quick off season this time it's good to be right back right back into it
1: uh, yeah I mean it's kind of crazy right because um I mean normally IMSA's season ends a lot sooner but we were done mid-November last year because of uh COVID and uh yeah it was shortest off season ever so yeah
0: yeah I was a, uh, I I was able to catch some of the uh, LMP three race, the prototype challenge race, which we'll talk about, uh, cause that was, that was what, uh, you were there supporting, correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah. The, um, the team I support, uh, we ran a GT four car the last few years and they're still doing that this year. Um, but our gentleman drivers decided to go race LMP three cars as well. So I was there, uh, getting that. Up to speed, I guess, or helping, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was my thing.
0: Yeah, and then and then also there was the GT4 and TCR testing, uh, yeah. and then a, a a kind of special treat, kind of new for this year, a qualifying race for the uh, the IMSA, uh, you know, IMSA GTD, DPI, uh, LMP3. Now uh, also in that class, and then also your uh, GTLMs, so or NP2, so lots of, lots of cars, lots of cars, yeah. lots of classes, so
1: yeah, IMS is switching it up a lot this year. You know, I mean, they're now uh, the sanctioning body for, uh, your Miatas so, <laughs> uh, Global yeah. MX5 Cup, right? Yeah, so pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, they're doing that. They're I mean, it seems to be working. The numbers, the numbers signed up are pretty good. I mean, unfortunately, the some of the top you'd say top classes like GTLM and DPI, their numbers are I'd say a little down. I mean, we had Mazda pull one of their cars out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penske Acura is gone, but they but both their cars are still there under some some new well old teams but new cars for those teams. Um, and then. Uh, but then we have a lot of P2 cars, whereas we had hardly any last year, uh, the addition of all the LP threes and then, a a very pretty stacked GTD field as well. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, GTD is going to be pretty sweet. Um, I saw an article the other day about maybe the Corvette going into GT3, um, which would be GTD in our case, um, mm-hmm. you know, with their own special bop, like to make it fair and whatnot, but, um. Because, as, we, as we've mentioned, the GTLM field is, is disappearing, you mm-hmm. know, and they want to keep racing. So, um, But, I mean, GTD was always the biggest field in WeatherTech and kind of excited to see it keep growing because I think that's the coolest-ish one, right? It's sports cars, you know, quote-unquote, right? And, but you still yeah. have your gentleman driver in there, right? It's not all factory, high-paid driver stuff, and it's... Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know, more exciting, I guess, for me.
0: Yeah, and whenever the numbers are, the, whenever the there's lots of cars, it's gonna be more exciting. Oh yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm personally, I'm a huge fan of just GT three racing in general. I love watching the the Blanc Pan series and the 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 Euro, European one. You know, GT America is is I'll watch it, but it's not nothing like the the European uh, counterpart. Just so many more cars, so many more big pro teams and everything.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I, um, I know some guys who did that last year, right. Uh, cause K Packs went over and raced in Europe. Um, and I don't think they are this year, uh, cause you know, COVID really fucked with a lot of people's international mm-hmm. plans. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. Um, those, those guys in blog in Europe, uh, they show up to race. They're they're very serious, you know. Oh yeah. Um, whereas you know Blancpain or SRO uh, here in the US is, um, I mean, it's still racing, right? It's still fun. Yeah. But uh, I'd say the winner of those races is determined by who makes the fewest mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's not really that way uh, over in Europe, at least for that series.
0: Yeah, and uh, last year I believe there weren't even any there weren't even any pro teams like they were all Silver Cup or uh, Pro Am or Am Am or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, so like not a single uh, there. There were some pro teams at some of the events that were the Intercontinental Challenge uh, crossovers, but uh, a lot of the the non Intercontinental GT Challenge uh, races were mainly just, yeah, Silver and Pro-Am, so, um, still can be good racing, but, uh, just, yeah, nothing like the, the GT Europe series, that one, that's one of my favorites to watch, watch.
1: Yeah, it's good, it's good to watch.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of happenings this weekend, so, yeah, we wanted to kind of talk about, the roar and, you know, maybe some of our opinions and, and everything on what happened and, and then also get into, you know, how we think the, the 24 is going to go, uh, this, this weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me start with this Ligier, all right. This French car. <laughs> um, first of all, it's sweet. Um, cause it's a real race car. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm not to say that like the gt4 aston isn't a real race car it is based on a road car gt4 cars in my opinion are the closest you will get to a road car um you know even though it's technically like a lower class tcr cars are not not even close. No. right uh gt4 cars really are the closest thing to a road car um and i i think that's awesome Um, And it's still very racy and it's got all the fancy race bits, but a prototype car is a prototype car, right? You have carbon monocoque, um, you know, your transmission case is structural. It's got all these different Mm -hmm. clevises on it so you can move your control arms. So if you want to like play around with those roll centers and and I guess maybe an instant center, if you want to do one on one side for some stupid reason, (laughs) <laughs> um, but it, it's a real race car. It's got a third spring, uh, oh, front yeah. and rear. So we're talking. yeah, buddy. Um, for anybody listening who doesn't know what I mean by that, it's a, a spring that's attached to both ends of the bell cranks or rockers, um, on the left and the right side. Um. Mm-hmm. So the way to think about this, uh, and as a side note, I've been looking at whiteboard apps, so that we can draw <laughs> suspension things in the future, and I might throw this on there because it's a little hard to, or it might be a little hard to just picture in your head. But um, if you think about the way the wheels move, um, if your vehicle rolls, one goes up, one goes down, right? Um. So then you know, these bell cranks move in different positions and because this third spring is attached between them, really what happens is it just shifts left to right, but nothing changes. The distance between the left and the right bell crank doesn't change because the vehicle's rolling. But if you go into a bump, um, so both wheels go up, then these, the two bell cranks come together and they compress that spring. And that's your third member. Um, a lot of times it'll be used also for like an arrow control mm-hmm. right you get up on the banking at daytona um you start you know let's say you're going around nascar 3 right got a lot mm-hmm. of arrow load so your wheels move up you're not necessarily like they are in bump based on the definition but you're not hitting a bump in the road right mm-hmm. um yeah. so they start to compress that spring and that's another way to control your height with arrow. Um,
0: yeah, so it, it potentially allows you to run kind of softer roll uh, roll stiffness while still maintaining your your arrow or I guess prevent yourself from bottoming out while you're yes. going one hundred eighty down the down the straight.
1: Yep. Yeah, and it's awesome. Uh, so, anyways, this car has. A lot of the cool bits, um, at least physically cool bits, uh, mechanically, uh, when we get into it later, I'm probably going to rag on some of their their data collection system is complete Garbo, well, I'm short for garbage. Um, I'm not a fan at all. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Um, and, a, and a lot of rules in this, in the prototype challenge race is a little weird. Uh, about what you can add to the car for data stuff. Um, so there's some, some quirks, uh, but for the most part, it's cool race car stuff. Um, there is one big thing though. There's a oil cooler that sits right above the shocks or coilovers in the rear. Hmm. So if you want to do anything with those. If you want to turn a click on your compression or rebound adjustment, whatever it is, anything, you got to take the oil cooler off. Someone needs to find the person who placed that there and take them out back and beat them with a stick because it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's so stupid. You know, the engineer's like, hey, uh, can you double check what rate the springs are? Okay. So then the guys go out and take the whole rear clamshell off and like, take off the oil cooler just to look at the spring.
0: Like, although there, there are a couple, couple of different chassis in LMP3, it's still ultimately going to be balanced altogether. So if they really needed to put that cooler for some very slight aero benefit, it had to be right there. It's like, I'm sure it could have been worked out in the bounce performance or, you know, the in the homologation or something. Like, yeah. If I was making one of those cars, um, I would be trying to, to make it as well, be trash. <laughs> easy to work on as possible. I know no, I would take like a yeah. mid-species Starion and try to turn it into a prototype or something,
1: like an idiot. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> and most of it's pretty easy to work on. But that is that kind of shocked me. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a pretty cool car. Um, the coolers were huge and many a plenty. I guess it makes sense when everything's like, but it also kind of doesn't to me, I guess, you know, when everything's like covered in carbon, you know, uh, you, you have some like stagnation, you need really big oil coolers, but also when your coolers are in the side pod, you're controlling that flow pretty well. Uh, you should be getting a lot of flow over the radiator. Kind of surprising, but I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it's a Nissan V eight, four hundred and fifty five horsepower. Um, K Tech yeah. supports the car, so I don't know actually if they build them or what. But hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, There's I believe some other the engines
0: like... are. I, I believe the engines are loosely based on like a Q forty five engine, basically the V eight you get in a big Nissan SUV. But of course, I mean it's still it's a basically modified heavily from there to be you know suitable for racing but maybe theoretically you could get a you could yeah. get an engine out of a junkyard from one of those and maybe use the the, the block or something but yeah it's <laughs> yeah i guess so uh, but um but going back to the the cooling I, I imagine because it's a spec engine so all the all the cars have those even if it's a different chassis. I imagine their number one goal is to make it reliable so they can be a little more maybe aggressive on their cooling package because everyone has the same one. So it's not you know, a big of it, that big of it, you know, they're not competing against someone else. So as far as the engine package. Sure.
1: Yeah. and no, I mean, that's a, it's certainly a fair point, but I thought, though, well, yeah, the whole vehicle is interesting. There's a oh, little and ducks that we've, talked about before uh all over the place um like just feeding air like to the alternator which is something that i i guess not surprising when you see it but mm-hmm. i hadn't thought of it beforehand so i thought that was pretty neat hmm. but yeah overall pretty pretty cool car
0: yeah what and you ask for hmm.
1: not much they're uh relatively cheap in the world of race cars. Yeah. Not cheap for anybody sitting at home. <laughs> but you know, uh and it didn't turn out this way in the qualifying race the WeatherTech Series had. And I guess we can go into that later, but in the practices they were faster than a lot of the GTLM cars. So, if you want to go as fast as BMW's best, or faster than BMW's best, you know, uh, race car that's got a full roof and everything. Uh, and
0: factory, factory drivers. and
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All these, like, hot shoe guys. Well, go buy an LMP3 car. And now you, you can go. race against them. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's uh, they've uh for, for some reason it, it I feel like all of the prototype uh classes have been able to keep their costs down a lot more than the GT classes cuz the I mean that's why there's been I mean, that's why GT4 exists cuz GT3 was supposed to be kind of your entry level GT racing but now it's the cars are half a million and to run them for a season is Several, several mil. Um, oh, yeah,
1: and half a million is a used one, yeah, <laughs> right,
0: yeah, like new. They're they're close to a million now, and and uh, uh, whereas LMP2 cars can be had for less than that, um, and then LMP3 even less than that, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I know when LMP2 came out, it was the whole design was to be cost like a. Basically, they can't be sold for more than a certain amount. So, basically, if if the manufacturer can't keep it below that, they're just losing money. So, and LMB3 was similar to that, just uh, but even lower. So, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, we say you could buy one, but <laughs> yeah, you, know, you put a couple hours into it and you have to replace a transmission or yeah, uh, those parts
1: aren't cheap, <laughs> not at know, all. The, oh boy. Uh, so, you know how much the front clip. For the Ligier P320, I think, is the, the model. But the Ligier we ran, you know how much one of those front clips is?
0: Hmm. It's probably, probably pretty cheap, right? You can probably get that at the at the AutoZone or something. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. You can definitely get one at O'Reilly's for sure. Um, before I hit you with the number, <laughs> let's be clear. It does include the lights and everything, right? It's all one giant assembly. Yeah. Yeah you know, for the ease bra- of changing it in a race yeah, and in case something ducks, happens. Yeah.
0: Brake ducts, lights, kind of the whole front underwing and everything.
1: Yep. Yeah, the the aero devices like it's not just a, you know, a piece of fascia. Um but as it turns out it's about 27 grand. Oh,
0: well, that's yeah. I mean yeah, just uh yeah, you just you give someone a nudge and it's and oh, there goes
1: there goes, there goes a new 000. nd miata <laughs> <laughs> you could have bought instead <laughs> yeah, no.
0: so yeah affordable I, I i did have a chuckle when the uh the announcers were talking i think it was during the uh qualifying race for imza but um yeah lmp3s were there too and they they were talking about yeah it's great to see it's more it's an affordable class and i'm just like what are you what are you talking about <laughs> like Uh, It's, I mean, yeah, affordable to to really rich guys, but uh, maybe not as much to the the kind of uh, normal, uh, most people, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's still pretty crazy, but, you know, uh, maybe one day when they get to, like, LMP12, we'll be able to buy cars and race those, (laughs) so...
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, it'll be, that'll just probably be like (laughs) go-karts.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) they already have an NPO-1, which is still too much. Yeah, so. Yeah,
0: those are, those are like 80,000 and.
1: Yeah, though, to be fair, if they had a huge field, it might be something I'd be interested in if I was a rich old man one day. But they don't. They yeah. have like one to two cars, so it's like, nah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can you can get your free trophies. I mean, your free expensive trophies.
1: Yeah, everybody gets a trophy, huh? <laughs> oh, damn kids these days.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, but as far as uh, the cars in the LMP3, I saw. I think there were only two chassis I saw. Uh, it was the Ligier and then the. The Duquesne, I believe, the previously Norma chassis, I believe they they swept the weekend in both, um, both uh, the prototype challenge as well as the IMSA qualifying race. But, um, but I mean, it's a it. It's, yeah, I don't know how sp- you pronounce
1: it, but it does exist. Yes. Yeah, but they they also have um, two different. Chassis like old and new for that, right? And okay. like in the Ligier, so there was there was an LMP3 car, but then they also had P1 and P2 because um, there was an older version, which has a little less power, a little less arrow, you know, um, you know things that come with normal updates, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, although there's two manufacturers, there was a bit more than two different cars, I guess.
0: Yes, yeah, and I I think there's a few more, uh, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. I just I, I don't think anyone was running them that weekend, um, but I think there's one or two other manufacturers that make them. But, uh, Ligier was definitely the most popular, and then the 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 Norma now Duquesne or, or whichever, it is. those those were the the ones most people were running. But um, but yeah, I mean, but it was the the only official race that happened over the weekend, so but uh, yeah how how, how did uh, how did that go for you guys
1: oh boy let me tell you let me tell you um, it's something I've never seen in like professional racing before uh, the level of uh, shenanigans let's say <laughs> uh, I, I legitimately felt like I was at a chump car race so
0: <laughs>
1: we're a few minutes in and there's a five car pile up. Right. Um, Just, I don't know, damage and carnage everywhere. Our AM driver missed quite a few wrecks uh, many times. Mm -hmm. Good for him for that. And yet, uh, someone blew through a yellow flag and clipped his rear, which put us in the pit for a long time. We did pretty Mm -hmm. poorly Um, out of the cars that finished. We were last. There were more cars that didn't finish Mm because, again, the carnage. But, uh, Yeah. yeah, like our driver was coming out of the bus stop. Actually, not even really coming out of the bus stop. He was out of the bus stop on the banking. It was a yellow flag. Everybody's going slow. And this one dude just flies past, clips his rear, gives us a flat, which isn't as big of a deal in like a gt4 car where you have a unibody Mm -hmm. but when you just have that carbon clamshell it tore everything to shit when that tire started Mm -hmm. to come apart you know um it yeah it made things a lot more difficult um but yeah he just flew past him clipped him flew past another couple cars and then when he realized (laughs) what he did pounded the brakes and let everyone go back by to give the position back I was like, yeah. bro, what? Oh <laughs> uh, man! So, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of incidents, and I mean, if you watch the race, the camera didn't even capture all of them. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, I I was watching uh, watching a bit of it, and and yeah, when because yeah, I was specifically looking out for you guys, and then all of a sudden they show your car in the pits, and it's you know the whole rear is destroyed because. I was like, okay, so he got a puncture, but how the heck did he get that puncture? Like they didn't show it all at all. And they, at first they thought like the first incident that, that Alan uh, avoided uh, in, in the turn one, they thought that he got clipped there, but there was no, he didn't even touch him. So, so then, yeah, I guess, like you said, he got clipped. they, they couldn't even, they didn't even catch it on the camera. And, uh, but yeah, race is basically over and, and yeah, it's, There was a lot. There was so many dive bombs that just never ever were gonna work. Like,
1: oh yeah, like absolutely.
0: There was, and there there were some passes where you could see like the guy on the outside started braking way too early, and then the guy on the inside also kind of break. Like they, you could tell the car was like pitching and pitching out because they were off the brake, on the brake, all like they. they, It was just, um, yeah not the not the best
1: they were they were more concerned about like maybe what the other guy was doing than being a consistent driver maybe yeah
0: yeah and yeah just either yeah either they were just being way too cautious which caused issues behind them that you know people weren't expecting or just just they would just send it send it down the inside <laughs> yeah,
1: quite a few you of know. them sent it
0: <laughs> and uh and it didn't work out
1: <laughs> no no it didn't um It did work out for Ligier, though. Mm, Kind of, I guess. I was going to say they'd be making a pretty penny on all those repair parts. Um, Oh, yeah. But they didn't really have that many available in the U.S. I don't know if that's a COVID thing or what, but I think that Sirius is going to be in trouble if uh, (laughs) they don't get up to manufacturing all the spare parts they might need.
0: You're just gonna see cars with like duct tape holding on front front exactly. ends and
1: everything. That's just gonna be like, yeah, that happened at Lime Rock four weeks ago. <laughs> Still waiting on parts. Uh, but. Uh,
0: but one uh, one thing I thought was interesting was the team that won both uh, both races, both the IMSA and the. Uh, or i guess both the, the main uh qualifying race as well as the your prototype challenge race um it was the muelner motorsports america um they in the in the uh, the the broadcasters at one point were saying that they did two full 24-hour tests beforehand which seems like i don't even know if like the toyota lmp1 team does like that much testing before, uh, before a race like that. And, uh, I, I thought that was pretty impressive. I mean, it, it showed cause they, they won by, uh, they won by 20 seconds in in the prototype challenge race. And I think they won by, uh, it was, it was like almost over a minute in the, in the IMSA qualifying race. Um, but they, yeah, they, they showed up to, uh, they showed up to party,
1: yeah i mean they won by a considerable margin you know and um i guess i I should take this as a good time to put a side note in um you know i'm ragging on the pc cars but the fast guys were still fast there were some really good drivers there too you know yes um as we saw and so you know i mean as you kind of just said it's they were fast. They, I, I talked to uh, one of the drivers who got second uh, in the airport when we were leaving, and he's telling me he's like they're just so far ahead. You know, <laughs> he he just focused on doing well, but he knew he's not going to get first, right? Yeah. Um, and that that sort of preparation is key, honestly. You know, um, a new car comes out, and it takes a lot of effort to understand it. You know, especially these uh these, uh I guess quote unquote. Real race cars, you know, mm-hmm. um, they just have so many things that you need to learn about. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always the vehicle behavior, right? But um, all those extra bits that you can do to tune it can also be things you can get wrong. Mm, um, of course. So, you know, you add in the third spring, and now you have third spring rate, and, you know, um, In our case, it's just a spring, uh, but some other cars in different places, you know, it's a damper too. And then they have, you have spring gaps and then you have packer gaps um, and then they come with shims. So you can just like fill up that travel on your dampers um, really. So you have less before it hits the packer, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you're getting that packer gap. Um, and then there's Arrow again. Uh, like I don't think we really messed with it there. Um, but you know, you can move the control arms to change your roll centers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just it's awesome. And if you really enjoy tuning a car, it's great. But there's a lot of things to get wrong, a lot of mm-hmm. potential headaches. Um, So that sort of testing time is really valuable, you know?
0: Yeah. And and not to mention the, uh, the, the seat time, as we always talk about, you know, Oh yeah. those drivers got a ton of seat time before the race. So that they probably knew that, you know, knew that car, like the back of their hand and, uh, they're probably right up to speed, which, which showed. And, and then I guess another aspect of it specifically, not as much for prototype challenge, but for the daytona 24 is i believe this will be the first time ever that an lmp3 car has run for 24 hours straight so
1: yeah well so um they have a mandatory i think it's eight minute pit stop Hmm. um and supposedly that is to change the clutch oh really doesn't sound (laughs) like an easy job that i would want to do doesn't sound (laughs) like an eight minute job uh but yeah on that note uh these cars although they are prototype cars and fast weren't really designed for 24 hours so they've got mm-hmm. um they've got some of that time built in to like okay we know you're going to need to replace this major component all of you so there's a mandatory minimum time for one <laughs> of your pit stops
0: yeah that's that's interesting so like even if you were able to be easy on the car and not have to change it, you're still going to have to take that eight-minute stop at some point.
1: Yep. Yeah, as long as it's eight minutes. It might be nine. I might be off by some Mm -hmm. amount. But, yeah, you have to take that long pit stop. There's no option.
0: That's impressive. There must be something.
1: I think it will also help, like, string out that field, you know? Yeah. Um, Because as we saw, they're potentially faster or at least pretty close to – GTLM cars, mm-hmm. so this long pit stop will kind of help string that field out. I think.
0: Yeah, and then there will be another area where um, you know the people who prepared better will uh, get an, an advantage there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: But um. But yeah, it was. Uh, I usually don't watch the prototype challenge races, so it's uh, it's it, uh, the the field was pretty. <laughs> Uh, pretty large, uh, from what I've seen in the past. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it was a decent size.
0: Yeah, it's always it's always good to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, but unfortunately, I was I was playing, hoping to watch you guys, uh, race. I, I I mean, Trent Trent got in the car, but um, he didn't actually get to really race anyone. No. Uh, so that was yeah, always unfortunate.
1: What What's really disappointing? Um, I guess with cars like that is the whole car is an aero device, right? Sort of very convenient that we already talked about all this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, it's all very important. Um, You know, whether it's extracting flow out of the side pod or, um, you know, making the air flow more efficiently over the rear wing, or not getting turbulent around the tires, or whatever it is, the airflow is completely controlled for the car mm-hmm. uh, as designed, anyway. So when you blow off a little bit of your bodywork, it has a lot more uh, impact than if you just tagged your buddy's E30 in a mm-hmm. champ car race, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah, that was that was pretty disappointing, you know, and, and we get Trent's feedback for how the car felt. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, he's he's a pro, so he's pretty good at distinguishing what's real, um, and I guess not fake but situational. Uh, but still mm-hmm. there's there's some component of uh, okay, well, would this have happened if he had gotten into a car that had all the body work? Right. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I guess um speaking of drivers, uh there's one, one thing I wanted to talk about was, I mean, although this is professional racing, I mean, specifically prototype challenge is a quote unquote amateur class um in that uh yeah. it's limited to silver uh and lower. So you're bronze and silver rated drivers. So F- FIA has a has a driver rating system that They, uh, basically based on your accomplishments within racing or the amount of time you've been doing it, all those things they give you a rating from bronze to platinum. So platinum is going to be like anyone from your formula one drivers to like, you know, to your factory GT drivers, stuff like that. Uh, and then your silvers are going to be your more experienced, um, you know, quote unquote, gentleman drivers. Uh, also you'll find someone like. Uh, Trent Hindman, who is definitely on his way, he's he's on his way up. He's like he's on the on the swing towards gold. So you'll have some. You'll still find some very good drivers that are just getting getting more experience into their belt before they probably right. eventually one day have factory drives. Yeah, I mean, um,
1: my personal opinion is just since you mentioned him specifically is after the Acura that he was driving won the championship after he was the gtd or gt3 car champion
0: Mm
1: -hmm. he should have been moved to gold i yeah but i don't make the decisions so (laughs) what i think doesn't matter um but yeah you know i mean you're right you will see uh really good drivers who are still on their way up um or You know, you'll see real good drivers who maybe aren't even on their way down, but they just get knocked down. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Johnny O'Connell is an old man, and Mm -hmm. they, uh, I don't know how old he is, but he hit a certain age, and they're like, all right, you're silver now because you're old. Right. Like, he's still a good driver, but, you know, it's just an age thing for them, too.
0: Yeah. If you, um, yeah, I mean, that's that, and that's all, that's all in the requirements. Like, basically, I think it's 55 or maybe it's 65 or something. Once you get past that, you, you're auto demoted down to silver. I think, it, I think it's 55, you go down to gold and then 65, you go down to silver. So, but I mean, he's still the same person, just, you yeah. know, but, but yeah, now I mean, he, he, one more he year. can race in the, the amateur series. So, yeah. Um, but then you also have your bronze guys, which your bronze is usually, um, really just reserved to your full on gentleman, rich guy drivers that either range from taking it super seriously, but just, you know, uh, haven't been doing it their whole life. So they're still getting up to speed to your, just, I don't know, guys that just are there to kind of throw their money around, I guess, and have a good time. Right. Um, yeah, but, there's,
1: there's nothing lower than bronze, right? No, at so. least for FIA. Yeah. So there's, I think there's quite the range in bronze, right? Because I've seen some really good gentleman drivers um, who do pay to play, but at a severe discount because they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they're almost keeping up with the Silvers. Uh, not quite, but they're almost there. Um, so they're still footing the bill partially, slightly, I guess. Um, but yeah, so you, you can have a range from, this is my first year, um, as a gentleman driver, I just got my FIA rating to this guy who's almost keeping up with silver drivers, you know, it's quite the range, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, but I mean, you were joking about like, it's, it's worse than a, it was worse than a a champ car race, but honestly, I've seen (laughs) champ car races that were, were way cleaner than that. Like, um, and and one you know one thing you pointed out was that one guy missing the yellows and smashing in, uh, smashing into you guys and and even because in in those cars there is, don't they have like a, a flag like a flagging system inside the car?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and assume it wasn't working, but your car does not get so at least at these series you have to get a safety sticker at every track every race right you don't tech once a year you tech every time you show up and one of the requirements is that that blinking yellow light that's pointed right at the driver very easy to see works Um, (laughs) so maybe you broke after they showed up or something but yes uh, it's a system made by Delphi, so we generally call it the Delphi light. Mm-hmm. Um, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> it's
1: very frustrating that, like, because I was watching uh, our onboard video when it happened. As you can see um, our driver just sitting there in this yellow light flashing right next to him, plain as day, and uh, someone missed it. Yeah, and...
0: And so, like like we said, there's 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 drivers, although they're all similar ratings, there's there's just a kind of a lot of different uh, different, I'd say, skill levels, and and obviously that can lead to incidents, as we saw, especially with such fast cars, you know, relatively high power to weight, mm-hmm. lots of arrow downforce. I mean these these cars, you know, they're they're very fast, and um, yeah,
1: I mean, you know, compared to you know if you look at the weather type field, you'll feel like maybe they're not that fast, right? Because then you have LMP2 cars and DPI mm-hmm. cars, which are crazy fast. Yeah. Which then if you go over to WEC, you say, well, look at this LMP1 car. and are not anymore, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's, in terms of prototypes, they're pretty far down the list, but, the fact that they're faster than GTLM cars, like they are legitimate race cars. They're very fast. You yeah. Know? Uh, just because they're 455 horsepower and you're, I don't know. Uh, what, what's Dodge make now? It, just because your Dodge, you know, yeah, soccer mom minivan has you know? stock 400 horsepower does not mean it's the same thing. <laughs> Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things going on with those cars. Um, And honestly, they're phenomenal machines and you're right. You know, you have some good drivers and it's a lot to put someone who's maybe it's their first year, maybe not, you know, but I'm just, uh, because all it requires is a bronze rating. It's an amateur series, quote unquote, amateur series. That's a lot of car for an amateur. Yeah. You
0: know. yeah i mean um i i pulled up the uh fia driver kind of categorization regulations here um i guess just quick clarification it's uh you're downgraded to silver once you get to uh, uh 50 uh, and then oh, sorry you're 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 downgraded one grade when you get to 50 and then uh, additional grade when you get to 55 and then finally you're bronze at 60. So I guess, and if you're a platinum, you'll, you'll be, you'll be bronze by the time you're 60 um, or you'll be silver by the time you're 55. But, but anyway, uh, if you looking at the bronze here, uh, the description says any driver is who is over 30 years old when his or her first license was issue and who has little to no single seater experience. Um, so i mean yeah you you can have i mean they're saying single seater but uh but i think it's it's kind of a in this case it's analogous to just racing experience um but uh yeah uh, any any driver over 30 previously categorized as silver but has no significant results uh and whose performance has been shown to be that of a bronze driver in a monitored series. So that one's, that one's kind of relative to other people, I guess you're racing against. And then the other thing, it says any driver under 30 years old with a license issued for the first time during the same year as their first categorization and who has not competed in any high level international karting competitions. So, I mean, uh, basically it's just saying anyone who (laughs) has never really done this before you 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 slap them in bronze and they can go race a 450 horsepower prototype and and uh so but but that's but that's also the beauty of with no you know classes and races and and everything is and that's why they usually can have better car counts is because you it's those classes are designed to have uh someone who brings the money in uh, who buys the car you know pays the team they get to drive and then they try to get someone who uh, has a little bit bit more experience to be their co-driver and then they can also learn from that person as well. And that person can help set it up. So in the case of volt racing, Trent is their hired shoe. And then, uh, Alan is the, is the guy who pays the bills. So, right. And I'm not,
1: uh, to be clear, I, I really like that system. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's great. Um, And instead of going on a rant about that, just watch... I think it's called The Gentleman Driver. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. There's a show on Netflix about it. And it honestly sums up my thoughts about it. Uh, So I think it's a great system. Uh, But as I sort of already mentioned, it's just... You have a large or a wide variety of talent in the bronze rating. And that's a lot of race car. So... You know, and no ABS, yeah. easy to lock up, easy to lose it, you know. We
0: definitely saw a lot of lockups. <laughs> oh, a ton. A ton.
1: <laughs> and I mean, we saw a lot of incidents, but there were still a lot of people like losing it without incident, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, and I keep saying it's a real race car, but everything goes into this, right. You know, um, and one of the keys in my mind is, you know, this low weight, a relatively high power. I mean, you know, I don't want to hear about your boys Supra who makes more power, right. It's a <laughs> break. It's not the same car. <laughs> um, yeah. but these things are designed for, you know, um, very low unsprung mass, very low polar moment of inertia. um, All these good race car things that maybe you don't have control over or as much control over when you're in any series that runs 200 treadboard tires. Right. Mm -hmm. Any of those, Uh, you don't really have control over that. And, you know, one of those things is like the the more unstable it is, the easier it is to turn, right? So there's always that balance. And that that goes into the whole engineering the car, uh, you know, race engineer and driver ability and whatever. But I guess the point is without all the driver aids, it's it is very easy to lose it in these cars. Yeah. Um so
0: Yep, yeah first race of the season two, that's not going to help things. Everyone's got to right. shake the rust off a little bit. I mean, I know yeah. m- me personally, it takes me like at least an event to like, kind of feel all the way in, in, at least in my spec me out. it to feel all the way up to speed again. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, you know, you know, we're ragging on a little bit, but it's still, um, I think, I mean, it, it, it shows that the whole kind of gentleman driver, uh, kind of classes are the ones that uh seem to be working best i mean gtd is, is stacked with a lot of teams you got mm-hmm. all those lmp3 cars lmp2 is also a a uh a pro-am category i mean at, at le mans it's that those the, most cars are the lmp2s so it's it it's working and and uh you know i just i honestly just wish i was one of those rich guys that was <laughs> running one of those
1: cars yeah i mean we all do but um <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I guess that's, it's a good way to sum it up, right? I like the system, um, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot. And all the more reason for any aspiring driver to buy a cart and go practice. Of course. Um, Either make trips to the South or live in the South. <laughs> and driving the off season right I mean yeah especially compared to I mean really anything else uh everything happens a lot faster in the cart right uh, I think I already talked about this before with what uh Trent had told me about it but um you know one of those things about like no suspension um especially if you get a higher powered cart like an x30. Um, you know and like two strokes have nothing in the mid-range so it's all about keeping high rpms and not sliding and um, but because you have no suspension all the inputs to the car and your reactions have to happen faster like yes the cart is fast and things happen fast in that manner but really what I'm talking about when I say fast is inputs and outputs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will feel what the cart is doing immediately, but it's also going to react immediately. Um, so mm-hmm. you really need to yeah. be on your toes. Um, so, you know, I mean, if you wish you were one of those gentleman drivers, just buy an X-30, <laughs> go race carts. It'll be a good time.
0: Or, or spec Miatos. I mean,
1: no, uh, I love Miatos, <laughs> they are the greatest vehicle ever made, production vehicle, anyway. But, you know, carts. <laughs>
0: well, um, I guess another thing I found that really helped me, um, you know, we were talking about driver awareness, uh, you know, that one driver missing the the flashy light right in his cockpit uh, <laughs> for a caution. Yeah. Um, I found that doing uh, 24 Hours of Lemons as well as Champ Car has been a huge benefit for me for kind of driver awareness, flag station awareness, like, because um, in those races, it's very, I mean, there's a lot of cars, <laughs> a lot of people on track and, you know, not just, a lot of incidents but you know a lot of cars breaking down too um mm-hmm. so a lot of yellow flags and so you really learn to really keep an eye out for those i there was a, a few times racing in spec miata um which is you know at nasa is a, it's a sprint racing style so it's you're it's less common to have cautions I that there's there's been a few full course cautions but most of the time uh it's not super common so um Whenever there is one, I've, there was one time where I, I caught a flag that no one else did. And I, um, uh, you know, I got passed under yellow by a couple people and then, you know, they ended up getting DQ'd. And then there was another time where, um, it was, it was a full course caution and they, they pulled all the flags cause the, you know, the start finish went green, but the, the, the line of cars was really long and we were, it was at mid Ohio and we were all the way in a thunder valley and basically i noticed it i i jumped and got past everyone but (laughs) unfortunately i i wimped out and gave the spots back because i wasn't 100 sure if uh, that's kind of how nasa did it if if the the station because i wasn't sure if if you have to be able to see the green flag or if if it's the station pulls their flag because that's how champ car is if the if the station shows no flag then you're green so mm-hmm. I jumped them, I jumped them all. And, uh, if I would have just committed to it, I would have won that race basically, but, Should've. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I found that, uh, just doing not only looking out for the flag stations, but just the number of cars that you pass uh, when you're in a kind of front running car in one of those series, you have to, you really developed a lot of good, uh, kind of race craft. So that's right. That's maybe, uh, maybe some of these, uh, bronze or silver guys should should do some more champ car or ar or something well, like i'm
1: not sure about the silver guys but <laughs> the bronze guy who missed the yellow should <laughs> the flashing <laughs> yellow light in his car maybe should do a couple of those but yeah
0: yeah know. we we know one guy um who uh raced with uh raced with us in gwr uh misha he's he races in I mean, he went as far as DPI. Uh, I think for a little bit there, um, I forget if he actually ever did DPI. No, he did LMP2, which was no, equivalent he did DPI, to DPI. He was in the
1: Cadillac. The yellow, uh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and um, and then and, and then lately he's been doing GTD. But for for the longest time, his his whole kind of his whole strategy was to just seat time, seat time, seat time. He do all the champ car races, WRL, all that stuff, as many as he could rent from whoever he could, he'd rent multiple seats out of the same car. So in our, in, in the GWRE 30, he would drive two stints a day basically. Um, and I mean, he, he got up to that highest level. He also, I believe has a lot of money to be able to do this. That that helps too, but
1: it does help. But um, at least he knows the key is seat time.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, Um,
1: Yeah, and I I guess on on your point, um, although out of all the sort of crab can series, um, it's my least favorite, I think, for what you're talking about. Lemons is probably the best uh, awareness, yeah, just driver awareness builder. Um, Yeah. They run, um, at least at, you know, the greatest racetrack in the world in the world which is gingerman raceway mm-hmm. um and as a side note it really is uh it's where good life has <laughs> their uh festival it's a safe track and everybody says can you do less than a 140 which is a reference to gingerman so yes let's let's just call it what it is the greatest racetrack in the world Um, they run more cars there than the other series. Um, there's a greater differential in speed, and yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it, right? That that's how you build that awareness. You know, I I personally feel like Lemons is more like a uh open lapping track day. I mean, kind of they, frown on wheel-to-wheel racing
0: i mean they you ask the the people who run it and that's that's like their goal i mean they don't want you racing really I, and not to really put it down it's just that they're very much against like you go two two wheels off you're you're getting a black flag uh yeah you know they 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 want you to have fun but but you know not uh kind of smash into each other or anything which right. no one wants to happen but they they're definitely very aggressive on that
1: right yeah they're so adverse to a potential incident that they try to uh, like maybe neuter you a little bit um, I mean it's still a good time you know still check it out you know I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean... I'm not uh, shitting on it but uh, and actually I'm telling you for a cheap series, it is the best for building driver awareness. Maybe not the best yeah, for try, racing, but you know. Try
0: uh, yeah, Try 120 cars at Gingerman, and uh, yeah. Oh my god! Not so hitting anyone. That's that's. Uh...
1: Honestly, though, doing that was very cathartic for me. So, like, it was like going to therapy because there are so many people <laughs> who, either, or both, maybe don't know what they're doing. And they're in a very slow car that you just, ah, man, you just cut everyone off, You pass everything you want to do on the highway. When you're stuck behind an idiot, you can do that. (laughs) It's (laughs) it's all you, right? You can't really race someone, but you know, you want to pass them because they're going too slow in a corner and it's not that hard to go a little faster and then cut them off. (laughs) Go for it. You know?
0: Yeah. It's, yeah it has its it has its uh place in my like, repertoire of uh, series i race in but yeah um but yeah it's it can be really fun and and uh but yeah it's i just i think that's something that uh i think a lot of people are missing in their in their driver careers is this uh, frantic enduro <laughs> crap can stuff where they uh you're gonna get a lot of a lot of um, a lot of good experience. I mean, and and specifically Champ Car, like they go to all the big tracks. So, you know, it's... Yeah, you, well, you and actually,
1: side note, side note, very important. Going to mid-Ohio this year, I am absolutely <laughs> stoked. Um, and it's not on a weekend, or it is mm-hmm. on a weekend, sorry. It's not on a weekday. So I'm pumped. Uh, they only ever run bikes on weekdays in mid-Ohio. Mm-hmm. They just don't care about us. Describe two wheels matters um <laughs> but are you going to have a car there i I, I want well, to race an endurance race in mid-ohio
0: i mean assuming i haven't uh let's get it on recording to, as, as soon as i uh, well assuming i don't move to warmer pastures by then um yes it will be it will be ready i will have a car i'm ready to go i mean you know mid ohio for me is like you know nasa does it three times a year so it's it's kind of boring at this point although i've only done it twice myself but um miserably uh, (laughs) yeah so um but yeah it'll be it'll be ready we'll be out there all right it uh, better be
1: if it's not i'm gonna come steal your spec me (laughs) on it put some 200 dribbler tires on it and race race it (laughs) Cause I want to go. Oh. It's it's no, it's, a, it's as it's long as the try. weather is good. It's one of my favorite tracks. Definitely, yeah. It's I, up there. It's but the weather has to be good. It's pretty awful uh, in the rain.
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 notoriously slick uh, in the rain. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's uh, we'll we'll see. But that's the plan. Um, but uh, but uh, I guess. You know that it wasn't just LMP3 racing uh, at Daytona nope. last weekend. We also,
1: yeah, I mean, let, let's just work the... our way up to the big cars so then go to like pilot challenge, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, they, they did their things, they had four practice sessions. Um, my takeaways from that, though, and I didn't look at TCR at all because that front wheel drive nonsense is not for me. Um <laughs> but uh it was overcast and for Florida it was cold uh not that cold, right? I mean coming from the great white north, uh not that cold. But you know, um it was overcast, a little chilly and that means Cayman weather to me. Um when we had the Cayman, it was very temperature-sensitive. Um, trying to get an answer about that from those uh, turds over in Germany is like pulling teeth. So, <laughs> But as far as I could find, looking through the data uh, for like Lambda and all this other sort of stuff, um, it didn't look like the engine was, or the controls for it, right, it was doing anything crazy with temperature. Yeah. Um, But the car definitely had a power problem temperature-related, right? Um, You can just tell by, um, you know, a given gear ratio, throttle is 100%, and then, you know, two speeds, right? You can see the torque, uh, which means then you can find the power. Um, It really does have a temperature problem, which is weird because it's naturally aspirated. You could argue uh, air density, it's colder, air is more dense. Well, that doesn't really account for everything. So, uh, I guess not going too far off in the Porsche, it was Cayman weather, and they finished first, um, in the last session anyway. Um, so that's cool. You know, I, I've seen that team though. Uh, well, I think that team it was BGB, right? Uh, or no, uh, right Motorsport. Right. Okay uh i guess i'm not 100 percent sure who the engineer for them is then because i've seen if it's the same one as bgb i've seen that team go through practice sessions really just trying to set a fast lap mm-hmm. uh you know sticker tires low fuel load hot shoe driver like they just see what they can get out of it you know mm-hmm. really try and get that upper bound um Which is cool for practice. You can see what the car will do. Race pace is obviously very different. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a bit on the fence, right? I wouldn't put, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't put my money in the Cayman. uh, Just because they did finish on pole in the last practice session. Um, But, you know, I mean, I I guess that's uh, just the way things go. I don't know. What do I know? Right? <laughs> um. So yeah, and then I guess moving down, at least to the I don't want to say the big cars, right? But things I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Volt was in fourth. They have the mm-hmm. Aston, uh, and I think it was a oh a, a variety of a field uh, all the way through that. Right, you didn't have anything repeating or any manufacturer repeating. Yeah. Which is cool, that's what the series likes to see Maybe not the manufacturers, but whatever um, The Aston's a good car uh, It's got a lot of race pace um, So I think they'll they'll do pretty well, uh, Alan and Trent um, And then the other thing I was looking for Or trying to pay attention to Was the Supra The um, Supra Yeah, boy um, they finished actually pretty far down. I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, second to last second to last.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oof. Uh, yeah, that is pretty far down. So, um, my opinion of that is, I don't know how much testing they did. Um, but it's a new car. And although yeah. it doesn't have all of the headaches that I mentioned with a P3 car, a new car, it always takes you time to learn. Um, I mean, you just have to learn about the car, uh, how it reacts to different changes. Um, so if this is their first big event with it, um, you know, it's not crazy, right? Uh, honestly, if this was their first big event and I would have expected them to do more before this, but if it was, uh, I would expect them to finish pretty well in Daytona cause they should have learned a lot, um, in all these mm-hmm. practice sessions. So We'll see how they do. Um, you know, I had already mentioned in previous podcasts that the series bops the new car or BOPs, balanced performance. Um, they hit the new car with that, um, but they generally try and underdo it so they don't, you know, strangle out like new manufacturers. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm a little surprised to see them that far down. You know, sometimes... It's just like a gimme. You can show up and not even try and do well. Um, but we'll see. You know, the guys at Riley obviously have a lot of experience under their belt. Um, and if they learned about the car, we'll, we'll see that come to fruition. Um, if they did learn about the car already and, you know, the series just overbopped them, I guess. Um, it'll be a couple races until they adjust it. But then we'll see that come back. Um, but I am yeah, excited to see what the new Super can do.
0: Yes, it being the, as far as I can tell, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously their first race with that car. It's obviously mm-hmm. not Riley Motorsports' first race, but also I'm not, I'm not too familiar with their drivers. So they, they might be, I guess, newer, at least as far as Ibza or maybe even Daytona is concerned. Um, so, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, they weren't like way off the pace. Uh, seconds, it's not not crazy. Um, whereas the last place car was 3.4, so that the one right next to them, so they they were that was crazy, yeah, some issues, but but it's still a lot of time. And but yeah, it's it's just the test, and yeah, maybe uh, maybe they're sandbagging a little bit. I don't know, like you you never,
1: yeah, they could be, you know, um, (laughs) that does happen, and uh, honestly, that's some of the name of the game right, is controlling your BOP. So if you make your car as fast as you can feasibly make it and you just blow everyone out of the water, they're going to reel you back in. So sometimes yeah. you don't want to make your car too fast. Um, obviously, you don't want to end up second to last. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in a in a practice weekend, maybe that doesn't matter too much, right? Um, yeah. Yeah so yeah and, and yeah controlling where you finish is is a big part of uh strategy throughout the season
0: yeah and then and and like you said uh with the weather and uh, maybe just the, the cooler weather isn't very friendly to the the Supra it's just it, it, it just could be condition-based and and it, but I imagine mostly it's them getting the that car up to speed and everything so Right. Uh, well, yeah, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on on that uh, for the the race uh, this weekend. So, uh, Supra. Yeah, the the BMW Supra.
1: Okay, let's just calm <laughs> down. For anybody who has strong feelings about this, Yamaha had a lot to do with the two JZ GTE. It's not the first car that Toyota didn't make that Toyota made so relax yeah, I mean, it's a supra this, just this enjoy is coming it.
0: from a this is coming from a toyota engineer so i'm just you know <laughs> <laughs> just have it some fun um but uh but yeah i mean yeah, well, so that, now you're fired yeah exactly <laughs> uh but so that's gt4 uh tcr like yeah, we didn't followed too much but you had the civics one and two which usually see we, we see the hyundais up there so
1: yeah we saw that well we saw the hyundais up there all last year so they might have been uh might have been hit with that bop you know i don't know we'll see you know again it could be condition dependent but um the hyundais did really well last year and decently well the year before so it's only a matter of time before it was a you know clubs them hits them down
0: yeah i mean in the hyundai's defense they they usually have kind of the biggest uh maybe not numbers but uh uh i mean they also I think very, they yeah. at least this time they do uh, I, I can't remember how the uh, last season went i think there definitely were a lot of them but uh but this this time specifically there's uh uh yeah it's, there's a lot and one thing I missed um, that I just caught now is uh there's also a new Hyundai a TCR car the Elantra the
1: Elantra look at that The Veloster's oh, still ahead of it though so
0: Yeah so but uh yeah new new cars come I, I guess they weren't they maybe they're having that Hyundai has that in their back pocket if is if if they uh if yeah. the Veloster gets bought, then they they, <laughs> they switch everyone to the Elantras.
1: That'd be pretty funny. Ah, different model.
0: Gotcha. But uh, but yeah, TCR. I mean, like we said, they're they're interesting cars in that they're and they're not cheap. Um, but they're definitely they're nothing like uh, what you'd see.
1: They are so uh, far from the road car. Sequential so gearboxes, like crazy data systems. Uh, those engines are strung out, and I assume they're not, they're just finished machined, but they look billet, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's so far from the road car, so far. yeah,
0: and it's definitely, I, it, I guess, it's not. For the lap times they're doing, it's not that surprising. Because I mean, you, you take a Veloster uh, on the track; it's <laughs> right. not going to do anywhere near that. So, it's 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 a little less surprising to see a you know Aston Martin Vantage go out and you know do fast lap times. So it's the, 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 right. what they're starting with, you know, is is not very racy. So it takes a lot more. But uh, you tell I've me seen... a
1: Civic Type R isn't very racy, Scrum? Is that what you're telling <laughs> me?
0: it it can be as you can see if you just change out every single part (laughs) um, although funny
1: funny note uh, because they're front wheel drive and front engine and just crazy front bias I think my brakes in a Miata are bigger than their rear brakes or the same size (laughs) I think they're the same size they're so tiny it's awesome
0: yeah, one one thing I noticed recently was um, uh, they they have they had this giant like what looked like a handbrake lever, and I was like, what what are they trying to do, drifto mondo over here? Like, what what's going on? Apparently, they use it to heat their rear tires during like cautions and and start of the race. <laughs> so they're they're slamming on that. Basically, it's just a rear brake. It, it's still it's just like a handbrake, but it's 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 heating. It's putting heat into the brakes, which puts it into the wheel, which gets to the tire. So there they apparently need to use that but apparently maybe they could also do Mondo Drifto's if they if they needed to I guess but it might be hard with the front wheel drive
1: probably um uh, I feel like you could probably get some pretty easy lift off oversteer yeah but uh yeah I mean on that note for all you uh, nerds at home trying to apply this to your daily life braking is a much more efficient way I guess I don't like using the term efficient because like that's supposed to mean like engineering efficiency is uh, energy and power out. Right. Um, but for what you're doing, it's a much better way to keep temperature in the tires breaking is than mm-hmm. swerving around on the racetrack. So, you know, maybe if you're in a champ car race, don't ABS stop in a yellow flag. <laughs> so the guy behind you hits you. But speeding up and then braking is going to keep temperature in your tires better than swerving all over the track. Yeah, And then I mean, you want not uh, have the... like some Grosjean problem where you just, you know, drive off into a wall.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the swerving, it's good for cleaning off the tire if you get into the marbles during the caution. But yeah, past past that, yeah, accelerating braking is, is, is way better. Um, yeah. And honestly, I found myself having driven a, a front-wheel drive car uh, in Champ Car. Uh, I did find it very difficult to get rear tire temperature uh, during cautions and everything. So maybe, pro tip to anyone running front-wheel drive cars: put a giant mega just rear brake uh, circuit handbrake uh, on your car and use that to to get warmed up at the start and uh, during cautions. So. Yeah, it's something I, I would potentially consider. I, I I don't I wouldn't recommend using your handbrake for that because that's just going to melt those uh, cruddy little you know uh, shoes or whichever setup your your car specifically <laughs> has. But
1: uh, I mean, they only have one caliper in the TCR car, so I mean, obviously, it's a very nice, fancy caliper. It's either AP Racing or Brembo, but uh... All right,
0: so I guess potentially they have a separate. Kind of, I guess, redundant circuits potentially going to that. I yeah, guess.
1: yeah. So I mean, if you have nice brakes in your car, maybe, yeah, you know, just use that, use that, and add a circuit.
0: Yeah. So, but, uh, but anyway, that that kind of covers those. We'll be we'll be keeping a, an eye out for the Pilot Challenge Race, the Michelin Pilot Challenge Race. But that brings us now to the the big boys. Uh oh the so like we said they had a for the first time ever they had a qualifying race which yeah i guess it's it's a little more exciting than regular qualifying i mean no one for the most part is going to really risk it during a qualifying race to to you know to aggressively pass at least i i'd advise against it because uh it's I not mean, worth it if, for uh especially for qualifying for a 24-hour race uh most especially, it being an IMSA race where cautions are uh, usually a plenty because they they don't do really any uh, kind of hot pulls. If like if just if someone gets a flat and uh, pieces of their car come off somewhere close to the track, they're gonna throw a full course for that. So cautions are a plenty. They also give people laps back uh, under caution. So you know qualifying is probably the least important for the twenty four than any. Other race really in the world, potentially. Um, uh, but, but because of that, I imagine that's why they wanted to do a qualifying race to try to spice it up. But, but even then, it was still, you know, still some good race. It was still racing. Uh, they you know, everyone out there still wanted to win and get that pole. So, and I imagine that I think there were some points too to be had. I mean, which you you're, you're is a normal qualifying, um, but there's some points, and then I think it also lets you choose like uh, your pit stall and everything too. So that can be that can be advantageous in the race. So you know everyone was out there trying to win it, but it was definitely. I think for the most part, people played pretty nice, but it was wet to start and then dried out as we went on. But um, but yeah, in the DPIs, we had uh, Cadillac on top. We, I guess there's a, I guess there was a lot of, a lot of shuffling around in DPI over the off season. Um, a lot of, a a lot of the same teams, but a lot of different cars. Um, I mean, there's, uh, you know, uh, Waylon Mazda, uh, Mustang sampling, JDC Miller. They all had their same cars. So that the Cadillac for Waylon, the Mazda, obviously for Mazda, uh, The Mustang sampling car was still the Cadillac, but now we have Meyer Shank Racing, moving up to prototypes with uh, an Acura DPI. Yep. Um, So that's that's nice to see. And then yeah, uh, I mean they
1: were running the uh, Acura GTD car, so it's not too crazy to see them staying in that family, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then also for the Acura, we also have Wayne Taylor Racing, normally running a Cadillac. They're moving up; they moved over to the Acura DPI, so. Uh, that's and then they also had the the Ricky Taylor returning to his father's team, so it's back to being a, a family family fun endeavor. Um, and then we also had I, they got a lot of I guess screen time, but we had Ally Cadillac Racing uh, with Jimmy Johnson behind the wheel, as well as Kamui Kobayashi, who's probably. The one I'd be more looking out for as far as uh, a fast prototype driver. He has a lot of experience there. But you know, Jimmy Johnson, seven, I believe, seven NASCAR championships, and uh, it's always fun to see someone from a different discipline out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he he was out there as well. Um, Chip Ganassi, and now with a Cadillac. Uh, previous of. Sub- I mean, they they've been in the prototype ranks before, but it's been a it's been a while. The I guess most recently it was the Ford GTs uh, in in uh, Le Mans, uh GT Lamah. So um, yeah, it's good to see them too. Um, so a lot of a lot of moves, but kind of same faces, just different cars uh, or at least similar faces. But uh, right. But yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, the, the whaling the Team Whelan, uh ended up getting the, the win, the pole, uh, with Mazda right behind them, uh, and then uh, Mustang Sampling in third. So kind of the usual guys up there. Uh, Mazda with only one car this year, so I uh, better hope they have... Their reliability down, which in the past has been a little bit of a struggle for them, but now they they only have one one bullet in the in the gun now. So
1: right, well, it also seems like they worked it out pretty well last year, or the second yeah. half maybe, and you know,
0: yeah, they were they, they really were up there. they were close together. They they were definitely fighting for that championship. So
1: yeah, <laughs> which if I might shill for someone for a minute, Uh good for them. I love <laughs> Mazda. I mean, I like Miatas, but they. Every single Mazda I've driven has, like, fantastic steering. Even if it's an SUV or a CUV, like, more power to them, you know? Yeah. I'm so happy they're doing better. I I really do like Mazda.
0: Yeah, and really, not even arguably, they have the hands-down the best kind of grassroots racing support uh, of really any manufacturer.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, you know, they, they're... I mean, I... I'm waiting for my, my contingency check for spec Miata, but, um, <laughs> should be coming soon. But yeah, I mean, just, just for placing in a, in a regional championship they're they're giving you, uh, actually I think it's a, it's like a prepaid debit card, but it's still, it's nice. It's, it's uh, money, it's money and it helps keep the racing cheaper and, you know, and, and I imagine for them, it's kind of a small investment for them to kind of build that brand. So, right. Um that's always always and good to see.
1: What a great brand it is. So yes. um but yeah. But, let's but. um why don't why don't you get on your speculating shoes mm. for me? And tell me. Um looking through the practices up into this qualifying race, uh the LMP3 cars were matching the pace of the GTLM cars. We already sort of mentioned that, um, you know, in the when I left Daytona, um, the only GTLM car that was faster than the LMP3 cars was the Corvettes, um, which to be fair, the BMWs are huge and slow and the Porsche isn't run by Porsche. <laughs> but <laughs> still, um, but looking at this qualifying race, uh, it doesn't seem like that at all the lmp3 cars is pretty far down so why don't you think they have the race pace um i mean p- part of that
0: part of that's going to be um i mean the the kind of class of driver uh, in gtlm you mostly have platinums and golds uh, so you're full-on factory racing mm-hmm. drivers i mean you have le mans winners and and Nürburgring 24 winners and you know lots of very very high highly decorated and and uh, experienced drivers so they're for one they're gonna get a lot you know they're gonna get the maximum performance out of the car so you, um
1: do you think it's a lot of uh racecraft as well then I guess
0: yes I think and then
1: there also
0: yeah it's um kind of where the lmp3 is going to be best is going to be in in the corner so any any traffic that they hit is going to slow them down so um i i remember a few years back they the the gtd or gt3 cars they they got a bump in performance just like all of them did based on the kind of global homologations and they actually were faster in a straight line than the uh, gtlm cars and there was a big concern there because they were worried they're just going to hold them up the whole time but i think in this case it's the opposite where lmp the the gtlm cars will be able to pass the lmp3 cars kind of on the on the straight i believe at least i mean uh if if they're since the 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 gtlm cars are getting roughly the same or faster lap times i imagine down the straights is where they have the kind of biggest benefit since at least that's what i'd expect um
1: sure so you think um down the road when they're not at a course like daytona when they're somewhere like mid-ohio you think the lmp3 cars will be back up there
0: i think so and i think they could uh, they could actually create a lot of uh problems at those kind of tracks like <laughs> i could i could see some some gtlm drivers getting super frustrated with them because they're at least the the front riders i'm sure they'll be just as fast if not a little bit faster but maybe a little less consistent mm-hmm. so I could see them getting very frustrated by that. So, that'll be good. Um yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um and uh yes, cuz and when you're throwing them whenever you throw an extra class into the mix, it's going to take a little bit for them to get used to, and used to it and then also yeah, you're introducing probably a lot of drivers that these guys aren't familiar with, so they haven't kind of Worked up a, a rapport with these drivers, and like they can't, they don't know what to expect from them. So, right, that can always create some confusion.
1: I and I, I think um, that's a good point. Um, I'd I'd like to talk about it for a second. Um, knowing your paddock, the drivers who are around you is is very key. Um, you don't see it in places. We should think of a phrase or a term to call our 200 Treadwear Tire Endurance Series. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't take so long to say, but (laughs) uh, you don't see it there because there's so many cars and then there's at least four people per car, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you have a full team of, you know, or a full paddock of 80 cars, four people per car it's 320 driver's dog. Right. Um, so it's not reasonable there, but, um, in something like pro racing or even in like spec Miata, knowing you do know who's driving around you and you sort of know their behavior. Um, and if you read, uh, Carol Smith's drive to win, this is one of the things he talks about, right? Is, uh, it's very important to know who's racing around you just to know how aggressive they are or how stupid they are, you know, uh, just know their attitude. Um, so I think that's, it's a good point. You mentioned, um, is with a influx of new people, you know, it's sort of, uh, what are they going to do? Right? Yeah. Especially after watching that PC race, what are they going to do? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it could uh I think it, it's probably at the least it'll be exciting. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, and and we got a well, you know, a lot of cars in in all the classes. So in the in the past, it's really just been. I mean, GTLM usually has good racing, but there's less cars there. So if if one car just has the measure, has the measure of the others, um that weekend, then a lot of times they can run away with it. Uh, and then mm-hmm. kind of similar DPI, uh, and then LMP two last year, you know, a lot of times didn't even have more than three cars. So
1: yeah, it was a guaranteed podium almost.
0: Yes. Yeah. So almost ended up looking at GTD for like a lot of the action last year. So now I think, you know, the LMP threes mixing it up, the LMP twos, there's a lot more this year and we have some, uh, at least for Daytona, some, some big teams, uh, uh, that we've seen in the WEC, like, uh, uh, team racing, Netherlands, we got, uh, Guido Vandergaard driving and another ex F1 driver, maybe not as, you know, as prestigious as some of the F1 drivers we've seen in <laughs> at least as far as their results, but he's still very fast and formula one caliber. So, you know, you have, you have them, uh, dragon speed, which they've, they've been racing, uh, in IMSA for a while, but they have two cars, um, we got uh, high class racing. Uh, I believe they're also in Setalar. Uh, they're also from either ELMS or, or you know, the European Le Mans Series or or WC. But so we got some big names here. I, I imagine some of those might be kind of endurance rounds only, but uh, but still good to see a lot of a lot of cars out there. Um, But I guess one area that's, I guess, a little disappointing is the, is the GTLM in that we only really have two factory teams, uh, this year in BMW and Corvette with Porsche pulling out. Um, Mm -hmm. luckily we still have some Porsche representation with WeatherTech Racing, um, and they, they have quite a few factory drivers there, but they also have, uh, Cooper McNeil, who is actually a silver driver, which is pretty rare to see in GTLM, um. I mean, he's been racing in IMSA for a long time, but, uh, but you know, it's, I'd expect uh, them to rely heavily on those Porsche factory drivers for, you know, at least the, the ending
1: of the race. And it's strange. Uh, one of those Porsche factory drivers is in a Corvette.
0: Yes. Yeah. We had <laughs> some moves there too. We have Nick Tandy, Yep. a uh, previous Lamar winner, uh, and overall Le Mans winner in overall Lamar winner in the Porsche LMP one car, mm-hmm. uh, He's, he's racing. A good driver, have, yeah, yeah, and then we have Alex Sims as well, uh, who's a former BMW uh, factory driver. Um, and then uh, in the other car, and and I think to round that out, we have uh, uh, Tommy Milner, but he didn't drive in the uh, in the qualifying race. I imagine they wanted to get their newer guys in there for for the extra seat time, right? So. Um, and then in the other car, we got, uh, Jordan Taylor, who's there last year as well. And then, uh, Nikki Katzberg, another, I believe another BMW driver. They're just, they're, they're all, it's, they're coming from all over the place. So yeah, Corvette finishing one, two, um, not too surprising, although, you know, with Doug Feehan leaving and some of their old, uh, I guess their their the uh, drivers that were with them for many years, uh, you know either retiring or leaving, um, you know, we weren't sure if, uh, you know, if it would affect things, but so far, uh, <laughs> not so much. So, yeah. um, and then of course, you know, as we talked about in one of our episodes, Pratt and Miller getting purchased, uh, that doesn't seem to have effect anything either affected anything either. So,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, if you're a, a betting person, I'd probably wait. Um, yes. You know, these, these racing, brad miller advertised having longer racing contracts so maybe when that's done we'll see what happens but um overall yeah i mean i I think it's great to see that they're still racing and having a good time so
0: yeah yeah and then also in gtlm we also have uh uh, competizione who who uh they've been on and off really but they're they're close to a kind of a factory ferrari team as you can usually get but um Uh, but yeah it's good to see them out there Uh,
1: so so in the past rizzi has only uh when they quote-unquote pulled out um they stuck with the endurance races do you know if that's all they're doing this year like are we gonna see them at daytona and maybe sebring but not our shorter races later in the year
0: uh i'm not sure about that i this i could see this as an opportunity with the lower car counts for them to try to get some good results but in the past, what I've seen from them is they'll try to run the full season, but, like, if the results aren't coming in, uh, they'll kind of either stop and just do the Enduros or, or just pull out altogether. So, um So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that, but, uh, but at least I, I imagine we'll at least see them for the Enduros. So that's good. I mean, it's good to – we still have six cars like last year, but a little more variety, I guess. Um, and then the BMWs uh, didn't have the best showing uh, this weekend, no. but but it is a well, you yeah. know it's a qualifying race so that right. you're gonna have a, if you're gonna have a little struggles maybe have it now. Um, and it was a wet race at least in the beginning. And if I remember correctly, uh, I don't know if they're the best in the rain. Usually it's the Porsches and surprisingly the the Corvettes that have been. I guess I just. I wasn't expecting the Corvettes to be really good in the wet, but they seem to be, they, they had a really good pace at the beginning. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it could just been the kind of the conditions we'll, we'll see how they are in the 24, but, but yeah, but still a little disappointing though. in the turnout, you know, WEC has the the same issue. They only have, I believe they actually only have two, uh, cars now, the Porsches and the Ferraris. So, uh, kind of the, if, if maybe if they all came together, the Corvettes, the BMWs, the Porsches, and the Ferraris, then we'd be good. But they kind of went their separate ways. So, um, so yeah, kind of the factory supported GT cars are uh struggling really. So uh, we'll see. Maybe it could be a lot of the, you know, I know some manufacturers are starting to look into LMDH or, yeah, uh, LM or. LMH uh, depending on whether it's WC or I mean can they we, both uh, can re-
1: While you're mentioning that can we talk about how weird that commercial was <laughs> um, Cuz like yeah, the, I thought you the, were joking when you told me uh at the end of the commercial it says Lamar Daytona H <laughs> 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 you were joking and then I watched yeah, it the, and that's really what they said they just yeah, ended the, with, like, Daytona H.
0: <laughs> yeah, the initial announcement when they uh, announced the kind of collaboration between the ACO and IMSA, because cause both LMDH as well as LMH, so there's Lama Hypercar as well as uh, uh Lama Daytona H. I, I guess it doesn't stand for anything. Um <laughs> They can all race together. They, you can bring an LM LMDH to, to WEC and race at LMA as but I believe you can't bring an LMH to Daytona and race against those guys, but I'm not 100% I, on that.
1: No, this is supposed to be the... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, but I'll be very disappointed. Because was, DPI was Daytona Prototype International. That was supposed to be the one that could race everywhere in the world, and it didn't work out. So yes. they're round two with LMDH. So if you're telling me it's not one chassis that can't race everywhere, I are going to be very well, it's No,
0: it's it's, well, it's the opposite of what it was. Before, DPI was basically you could bring a P2 car or you could bring uh, basically they were modified P2 cars um, and you could race them in IMSA, Daytona and all that, but you couldn't bring uh, a DPI car to to Le Mans and race in the top class there you could bring a p2 car but then you'd be racing in p2 whereas in this case my understanding is lmdh will be able to race in wc and Le Mans 24 but the specific lmh so right now there's only one lmh and that's the toyota uh, they i believe they they can't race in imsa but i'm not 100 on that maybe we'll well, uh yeah actually I'll, I'll look it up now while we're while we're talking and i'll get yeah. back to that but um,
1: i'll be very upset if uh i mean very upset's relative i guess i'm still gonna go sleep tonight but um yeah i mean the whole point is you have this is your top tier car right you don't have lmp1 and uh daytona prototypes um racing on two different continents you have one car that'll race in the top tier at Le Mans, one car, same car that'll race in the top tier at Daytona. I thought the, the initiative.
0: I mean, yeah, so, I mean, they, they are two different cars. Um, The main difference between LMH is, um, I believe it has a spec hybrid system, uh, but the engine is up to the manufacturer, and then the chassis is all up to you can make your own bespoke chassis, basically. Whereas LMDH is kind of more similar to LMP2, where it's a, a spec chassis in some ways. Like, so you can, you there's, you know, like uh, Ligier and and uh, Orica. And so those manufacturers will make a chassis. And then there's a, uh, I believe, uh, a spec hybrid system again. Uh, and then the engine can be chosen by the manufacturer themselves. So, you know, you'll see a, uh, well, potentially, just like we see the Acura D P I right now, which is uh, an orca chassis with uh, with the an H P D or Acura engine underneath it, uh, and then you know some different bodywork to make it you know allow them to style it their own. It's it's kind of similar to that and that some cars will be kind of spec chassis that you can purchase and then put in a, a almost spec powertrain, but you still get to choose the engine. Whereas the LMH cars, uh, those ones are more—they're more open to the uh, uh, kind of to the manufacturer. But ultimately, these will all be balanced together. So it's yet to be seen yeah. which which will be the most advantageous. Because I imagine one will still be a little better than the other potentially.
1: Sure. So yeah, I guess whether the chassis is open to the manufacturer or not, they're all going to race together still. Correct. At least in in, accordingly.
0: Yes, at least in like WC and and Lama. Whereas, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I imagine if you want to race in both, then you'll build the LMDH. Whereas LMH, um, it seems to be more focused on the WC and and Lama. Um. So. uh, Basically. Uh, yeah, so I'm just looking through it now. Basically, the, the, for LMH, the chassis choice is free uh, uh, and can be based on either a bespoke pure racing chassis or a road-going hypercar. So this is supposed to be uh, originally to uh, accommodate things like the Aston Martin Valkyrie, which I believe was canceled, <laughs> um, at least the race version of it. Um, and uh, I think there was a few. There was the Valkyrie. There was the uh i can't remember i mean there's like the bugatti there's the there's a couple kind of hypercars coming out soon and these were these were meant to kind of maybe mclaren as well uh kind of like the p1 or or something like that but um uh but but um but yeah so the chassis is open for an lmh whereas like i said the lmdh uh uses a a kind of from uh, kind of pick, I guess a, a couple available chassis. Um So power, I think, will be similar, uh, obviously. Uh, but as far as hybrid systems, it's okay. It's it's optional. Sorry. it's optional in the LMH. So you you don't actually have to run a hybrid in the LMHs, whereas LMDH will have a spec uh, hybrid system. Okay. So potentially, I mean, it's, it, I imagine though some I could see some of the cars being better. Like you could see that maybe we'll see LMHs be better at Le Mans or something, and then is be better, you know, at the slower, you know, the lower speed tracks. Um, I imagine, you know, if a manufacturer like Toyota is investing in their own bespoke car, I imagine they'll they'll probably do a little more optimization as far as kind of maybe Le Mans specifically, right, Uh stuff like that. But um, um. But yeah, as far as uh, where can they race, uh so the the cars uh yeah, it, it's kinda kinda what I said. Uh, there both LMDH and LMH will be eligible for the WEC, so the FIA World Majority Championship, as well as the Lama twenty four. Uh, but according to this, there's no published decision on eligibility in IMS's WeatherTech Tech Sports Car Championship. So I imagine it's probably going to be like a case-by-case since I don't think anyone's planning to run an LMH in IMSA. Um, then, uh, until, you know, if Toyota wants to come to Daytona or Sebring or something, maybe then they'll start talking about it. I imagine it's possible since they can both race in WEC. It's Mm. just, I think no one's trying to. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh I mean that'll be interesting. That'll be next season. We'll we'll see those cars. We'll see how that goes. At least the LMDH is the LMH we we have a we have Toyota running this year. They they debuted their car recently. Uh and then there's a f- uh, there's two other manufacturers I think that are due to uh show off their vehicles kind of later in the season. So I imagine Toyota basically will run uncontested this year, which they have the last few years anyway. So Right. That's I mean it's unfortunate for the fans, but I uh, mean great for Toyota. Get some, yeah, I'm wins. sure they'll get another. They should get another Lamar win, but uh, but yeah, I think it's Glickenhaus uh, has a car underway, and uh, maybe I think it's Bicollis. So, so there's, there, there will be some challengers, but I imagine Toyota'll be way up to sp- way more up to speed by the time they uh, debut their cars. So. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, so that, that I guess we were talking uh, kind of LMP. Let's see, we're talking.
1: Oh, no, I just went way off on a fucking sidetrack <laughs> on that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, I guess going back to Daytona, uh. I guess the. I think we talked. We talked DPI. We talked GTLM. Uh, we talked a little bit LMP two. We've talked a lot LMP three. Um, so that kind of leaves your GTD. So uh, in this case, we had. Uh, I believe we had. The BMW taken taken the win, which yeah. Uh, uh, the they. I mean they're always competitive, but it's. Uh, it's good to see them up there. Turner Motorsport. They're always they're always there or thereabouts. We also have Porsche in second with Faf Motorsports. We got uh the another displaced Porsche factory driver uh driving with them, Lawrence Vantor. So, uh and then we have uh GRT Grasser Racing in third with the Hurricane. They're always super fast. I think they've won two of the last three years, so they're I'm sure they'll be, they, they usually, uh, just run the endurance races. So they, they also run that, that team also runs in the, uh, uh, kind of the SRO GT Europe series. Um, uh, okay. so they're, they're a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good team. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah. And then just, we have just lots of lots of gtds so yeah i mean well GT- let's,
1: let's talk about uh who's that driver in number four or fourth place not car number four.
0: Fourth place gtd Yep. oh yeah we got ollie gavin yeah so he got the boot i guess from a corvette and decided to take his business elsewhere he will talk to your
1: manager <laughs> i mean he's a, he is a really good driver um of course so that'll be that'll be interesting to see because I think Lexus did really well last year, didn't they?
0: Yes, yeah, I think they almost won the championship. Uh, yeah. the, the last like the race,
1: I think they had a problem with a long pit stop and didn't win. I think uh, they, like that. I they they crashed into each other. I think did the they? two Lexuses. Yeah, but I I know. Someone who screwed up on the pit stop on the last race when they were about to win. Uh, uh, I can't remember. And I, have not I know, Stopped making fun of him. Sounds.
0: I d- I remember. So it's it was Sebring, right? Was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um and well, I know the basically the someone was someone blew up or was leaking oil or water or something, and both of their cars were leading and smashed into the wall because of that. But then one of them couldn't really return, and the other one they took a while to fix, but I think, I think it was, I can't remember because ultimately I believe the Acura won.
1: Okay. Uh, but well, I, I guess without going too far in the trenches, the point is they're a, they're a good team.
0: Of course. Yeah. So, and they, I thought they had the championship in the bag, but just a couple kind of bad results towards the end of the season. Cause they, I think they won the first like four races. It wasn't the same car that would win every time, but it was at least a Lexus. So yeah, they're they're up there, and yeah, they got Ali Gavin in there. That's yeah. that's the, you know, that's a high tier driver right there. So
1: it is, yeah. So I, I'm I'm just gonna jump down a few cars on the list here because I mean I I recognize a lot of these people mm-hmm. in teams, but we're already past number four, so you know, losers. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but in eight is Ray Motorsports um, with the Porsche. I'm a fan of the Porsches, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also it's really weird to me uh, every time I see Patrick Long because I had that, um, bought that, ex- that Porsche expansion on Forza. And there was some race I kept uh, screwing up and bending the car, so I'd have to restart it. And every time they have that intro with the pro factory driver talking, <laughs> so I've I've listened to like Patrick Long talk to me about how well Porsche does for like 3 hours. Just because <laughs> of the amount of times I've wrecked your car in Forza.
0: So
1: just <laughs> mention him down there, but he's I think he's a pretty good driver. Um
0: Oh yeah, he's been with Porsche for a very long time.
1: Uh, yeah, a very long time. Um But then let's go down all the way down to your boy. Uh you already mentioned Misha. Yep. Lamborghini is not doing so hot there is another lamborghini that's in third so maybe uh maybe it's it's not the car or something i don't i don't
0: know i don't see anything on this sheet here but um based on because if you look at the number of laps they completed it looks like they got some kind of dq or, or or penalty or something because they they did 48 laps which is the same as the top uh like top five cars in the class
1: yeah and uh, well and yep. their fast lap is faster than the lamborghini that was in third yeah um, so yeah so it seems like something definitely happened to them Yeah. and they that. had a higher average speed um yeah so i think you're probably you're probably right i, I don't know what happened to bring them down there but um yeah, yeah so
0: some sort of penalty maybe post-race infraction maybe something in the car wasn't a uh, up to snuff up to par uh, yeah. not to the letter of the rules so i mean yeah luckily it's just a qualifying race that means they starting back but you know sometimes that can be a blessing in disguise as long as they don't as long as they can stay in the lead lap and just stay right. out of trouble but
1: yeah i mean it can be difficult to stay on the lead lap but um as I learned you don't wanna start in the middle of an OMP three film. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um yeah, well, I'm I'm sure I'll be looking out. I believe it this is his first time in the Lamborghini. He was in the uh Acura last year, so mm-hmm. different different team. I, I, uh but there being track. with there being two grass racing cars. Uh they usually only run the Enduros, as I said, but maybe they're planning to do a uh, full season effort, uh, at least with Misha which is what I'd expect um, to him to be the full season guy, at least the, the am uh, the silver guy. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, there's, there's lots of great names in in GTD and yeah, it's, that'll definitely be one of the ones to watch. It always is.
1: So. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, cause as we sort of already alluded to, there's factory drivers in there there's some Browns guys in there. There's, I mean they're fast cars they're g t three cars um and it's a big field, so you know, in my opinion, yeah. it's one of the more exciting things to pay attention to
0: yeah, so uh yeah we'll be we'll definitely be tuning into this one we're we're looking forward to it um it's always it's always fun to see the after the season there's always you know with all the changes we got a lot of new teams, a lot of teams with different cars and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it shakes out. Cadillac's looking pretty strong for the overall, but Mazda was right there too. So they usually have a lot of pace. And then I imagine the teams with the Acuras are still, I mean, Acura won the championship last year. So that, that car will still, I'm sure be very fast. And they were, you know, between the Acura Cadillac and Mazda, they were all within, you know, uh, seven seconds of, of the leader. So, Well, after an hour and 40 minutes, it's pretty good. And so that'll be exciting, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially with all the big names you have up there, of course. I mean, we have Kevin Magnuson making his uh, GT racing debut after getting uh, basically kicked out of uh, um, Haas F1. We all saw
1: that uh, spicy documentary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Drive to Survive. So that's that's where you can get to know Kevin a little bit there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got, but got big names, Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Magnuson, uh, you know, lots more, but, uh, uh, and then, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a good race. GTLM has, I guess, some different teams. That's always good to see and lots LMP twos, lots of LMP threes, all going to be mixing it up with, <laughs> with each other. And, you know, lots of traffic for the fast guys to get around. So yeah, it'll it'll be I think it'll be a good race, and I think it's good to see Emza doing pretty well right now. Because I mean, W C is like I kind of alluded to is struggling a bit. They only have they're only really going to have one car in their top class. Plenty LMP twos. Uh, only two teams in L in in the uh, the uh, GT Lama your GT Pro as 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 their classes, and then the GTM, uh, lots of teams. But again, their their kind of premier pro classes have really only like seven cars to <laughs> total. So between both LMP1 or I guess LM LMH and uh, GT Pro. So yeah, it's it's good to see IMS are doing well, especially mm-hmm. in these trying times. So <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: I was say if you said unprecedented times I'm turning my yeah. computer off. <laughs> if I hear that one more time I'm gonna lose it. But, uh, so. but yeah no it, it is good to see uh, racing still still going on and Ims has done a lot to uh, to expand and keep going and it's it's really cool to uh, you know sort of see that paying off um, So I'm happy for them
0: so yeah yeah so uh, it's it's good to see race season's back and we didn't have to wait too long so it, it's a it's a little bit of a drought kind of between now and kind of when a lot of this you know f1 and everything set, uh, starts up and really the next sims races until march so
1: well after the well, coming up one yeah right so we've got yeah yeah, yeah. uh daytona coming up very Soon, very yes. very very soon. Um, so that that's the shortest amount of time before between the roar and Daytona's I've ever seen. Um, yep, yep. But then yeah, I guess uh, Sebring is mid March, and then I think I think March is when SRO is supposed to start back up. So
0: yeah, there's SRO. I'm I think also in Europe as well. I, I think the Bathurst, uh, 12 hour is somewhere between Daytona and, uh, Sebring, but if I remember correctly, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's still, still, we got racing and only more racing to come this year. So it's always, it's always, uh, good to get back into the racing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so yeah, sweet. we'll,
0: we'll be, we'll be paying close attention this weekend and, uh, we imagine anyone listening to this at least this far end, will be too so hopefully <laughs> right. hopefully you guys enjoy it like uh i hope that we hope to as well so um yeah then this one this this episode should be going out right before the race as long as i'm not too slow with it i mean that's that was at least that's the plan so yep. um so yeah i mean this i think this is gonna kind of be like a little almost bonus episode this week we're gonna we're trying to get on a, like a better schedule, basically uploading every Monday for our kind of main episodes, I guess you could say. But uh, this one will be kind of a bonus midweek one, I think, and so we can get it out before the before the twenty-four. And uh, yeah, I mean, we should have another one out uh, basically the next Monday uh, before. So I mean, this one being a little bonus, it's uh, it's looking like it'll be the longest one yet. So uh, <laughs> nothing yeah, uh, bonus. Extra extra bonus. So, um, but yeah, as, as always, make sure to you know if you want to follow us, uh, we have an Instagram at Motorsports Tech Talk. We have a Facebook at Motorsports Tech Talk. That's kind of the best way to keep in touch. See when the latest episodes are going. We like to post other snippets too, at least on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, follow follow us on the various podcasting platforms to get the latest episodes as well. And, uh, as well as YouTube. So yeah, yeah, subscribe to us there. Give us, give us a rating, a like, a favorite, whatever, and yeah,
1: whatever you, your platform uses.
0: Yeah. And we'll, if you guys like this, we'll, we'll keep doing it. So
1: yeah. Um, you know, and, and as I alluded to before, I'm looking for like a, a whiteboard app, um, so that we can get into some more technical stuff later. Yeah, I think it'll be easier to show, but it'll be on. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to be able to see it, or just be able to follow along with our incoherent ramblings. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, if you have any opinions on like, nah I ain't gonna watch a video, dog. Let us know. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, you know,
0: yeah, let, just, let us know.
1: As, as Brian said, follow us and just, you know. We're here, yes, yeah, I'm talking
0: since we're we're already doing this uh you know l- the last few episodes we recorded kind of over the web uh we basically just record separately and then we have a a, a google meets to to be able to see each other and talk, kind of like we're like we're both just right here, but uh since we're already really doing it like that, we might start to just try recording them and in, in, in the YouTube version, we'll just have the the full video there so and yeah. yeah once if we if we get the whiteboard and everything going then it'll be kind of easier to explain stuff so right. uh yeah definitely uh subscribe to that youtube which is also motorsports tech talk <laughs> it's all it's very all, easy uh, all easy yeah so so yeah we'll, we'll hope to kind of upgrade to that soon so uh, but until then uh thanks for for listening and we'll uh we'll talk to you guys again soon